Hello everybody, this is Lou Aducci from Big Hearted Gamers, and we are so excited to bring you our first audio feature this month. At Big Hearted Gamers, we feature developers, gamers, and publishers who are doing good through gaming. Whether it's streaming a charity marathon or creating ways to make gaming accessible, BigHeartedGamers.com is there to make sure your stories are heard. Please enjoy our first episode. What's 1B? The singular B might seem like its contribution is not all that great. It produces about 1 12th a teaspoon of honey in its lifetime. But that B is a part of a much larger community, and their combined efforts produce hundreds of pounds of honey a year. That's a core concept around the new mobile app, Be the Swarm. Be the Swarm allows you to play games and the revenue earned from ads and in-game purchases go back to the featured charity. I had a chance to chat with the lead bee himself, Rob Slaughter. I, I actually, I'm a, I'm a physicist, and so right now I actually work uh, with a telescope. <laughs> oh, wow. Any, so, yeah. any particular telescope you can talk about? or? Yeah, yeah. It's a Starfire Optical Range. We uh, do a lot of atmospheric compensation work. Basically, when you look at stars, they twinkle because the atmosphere is constantly changing. Basically, we use sophisticated sensors and processing algorithms that effectively uh, remove the twinkle from stars oh, okay. basically okay that's that's, the... <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty cool i mean yeah, that's, yeah. and i'm assuming that your uh, your phd is in is in physics yeah yeah my okay. phd is in physics but it's uh it was very uh software and uh, it was actually uh, focused on computer vision algorithms so it was very software based so do you, are you the are you the sole developer of the no the games? no we actually have we have a full team of developers and graphic designers we're about 10 strong but about uh, probably more than half of us uh, just work for free I'm assuming that you've been on your feet prior to the Kickstarter. Yeah, we actually, uh, we we actually just really, to be perfectly honest, we just really moved fast. We kind of just launched our first game at the very end of February, and so that was Zombies when it came out. And then within about five weeks, we launched our second game, which was a clone of uh, the classic 2048 called 2048: Be the Swarm. And we really, with Zombies, we. We kind of, you know, we just came out with this original game and we were all excited that, you know, people could literally just play a video game and raise money for charities. And then when we were reaching out and talking to people, um, a lot of the people we were talking to were effectively the charity types and they don't necessarily always play games on their phone and they were really struggling with zombies. And so we were like, okay, what can we do? Actually, one of the people who we were working with, one of the charities, like the founders was like, you know, I really love zombies. It looks great, but I can't get past level three. You know, I like it. <laughs> She's like, oh, I just wish you guys had a game like 2048 was like her exact quote. And we had somebody else who made almost the same quote. And so finally I was like, we could probably clone that game in like a week. So let's just let's just do it. Let's just make it and throw it out there just so we can kind of target both experienced gamers and also people who just are totally casual, who likes the charity thing, but in general probably wouldn't play a normal game on their phone. And so, the, you know, we came out with 2048 and our next game is uh, actually a drag racing game, a multiplayer probably come out with that in another probably two months and then we have we have a lineup stacked of probably our our goal is six games by uh next year um depending on kickstarter and other factors we might do more or less Um, it's all all dependent 
sure. <laughs> so, so what's the nature? I mean, I'm curious about the nature mm -hmm. of cloning a game. I mean, what? Yeah. What is what is it, it that, was literally you know? yeah so so it's definitely not nothing that I'm necessarily proud of because you know I like <laughs> I like origin originality but the reality is is the maker of 2048 actually basically was a one off of someone else's game and I'm sure that game was a one off of someone else's sure. and so it's very common to to clone and it was for like I said it was for a good cause and it's it's a great game I played it I loved it and so the concept was like let's just clone it and it was as it was as easy as as I downloaded two or three different 2048 versions and played them for a day and then we scoped out the things we liked and didn't like about other people's versions mm -hmm. and then we tried to wrap up those elements and throw in the good ones into our game and I think uh, I think we did a good job I actually like our animation better than anyone else's and I like our sound effects better than everyone else's of course I'm biased <laughs> <laughs> so I, but I would imagine as the, I think the thing to, to clarify and you're very clear on it on on all of your on all of your information is that the games don't generate any sort of revenue for you. They don't. When somebody does an in-app purchase, there's a percent that goes to Google or Apple, depending mm -hmm. on their device. And then there's a percent that goes to the developer. For the ads, uh, you generally work with an ad network and you get basically a cut of their money. A hundred percent of that money that we would have received goes to new charities every day. And so how many concurrent charities can be supported by a given game? So we actually focus on one charity right now, our, um, basically our... I don't know, MO, I guess, or basically how we're operating is basically one charity every two days. And we have the ability to basically do as as many as we want because the way we set up our server, um, it's just basically like probability of a pop-up. And so we could theoretically, if we wanted to, do 10, 10 charities in a day. The issue with that right now is our revenues super low you know it's still enough to make an impact and it is real money and so the charities love working with us because it's just it's fun <laughs> right you know it's also it's also advertising for them free advertising because there's all these people who otherwise wouldn't have any idea who they are and there's this screen that constantly keeps popping up and if you have no idea what the charity is uh, you know odds are you're probably going to click on it and see what's going on here <laughs> sure sure no that's I, I guess that's you know visibility for the charity is I mean, I think that's almost as important as the the size of the donation. What would you say on average would be for a, a two-day campaign for any given charity would be? Um, it depends on how well they get the word out, but the revenue is anywhere in between 50 and $150. It can go up a little higher than that. It really depends on, you know, basically how well we've been promoting and how well they've been promoting. There's, you know, we, we were trying to find the right formula that works. One of the things that's actually hurt us quite a bit is uh, the revenue wasn't as high as I wanted it to be. And so I said, okay, well, let's just run the campaigns for longer in order to generate more revenue. And so we actually chose a charity that I loved. They basically help families with their, if their child has cancer. Their medical bills are a lot of times covered by children's hospitals. But the thing people don't factor in is a lot of these people, what the, what they also need is toilet paper and food and sure. gas money. Sure, yeah. And and your, you know, your insurance doesn't cover that. And so a lot of times they're literally making decisions like, am I going to live off rice for the next month or do we have to go down to one car or, or do we have to you know borrow you know beg our family to come and buy diapers for us and sure. you know all of these other things yeah. and so amazing cause and so we're like okay I want to make sure that this is a bigger dollar amount um, because we were sponsoring a specific family and so we ran them for a week and and at the end of the week, it was actually the exact same revenue at the end of two days. And the reason was because they really didn't do a very good job promoting. And, you know, our users 
generally when you launch a new campaign, we have a you know bump in users. That bump happened in the beginning and it was small and then it sort of dwindles away. We don't have the ability to money to market because our money goes to the charities. It's lessons learned like that. We want to be able to write out these huge checks, but in order to do that, we just need to make better and better games and get more users. <laughs> right, right. So so let's say you have your, your stable of games. Now, is a game locked into a specific charity or all the games in your stable... Yep, it's to... it's the uh, all the games are connected to the same uh, aspect in our server, and so they're all connected with the with the same campaign. So, and I'm assuming that the charities must qualify to be like a 501c3 or, or something along those lines. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, we okay. we've actually had uh, benefit corporations uh, contact us. I don't think we've actually ran any, but we were so certainly open to it. A good example is like a GoFundMe page. Okay. You know, we've actually uh, one of the the charities of the days. You know, a, a relatively young uh, female who whose dog required emergency surgery, and the doctor was effectively like, you know, I need to do the surgery tomorrow, or your dog's going to die. It's $5,000. Okay, ready, go. And so she launched a GoFundMe page. We reached out to her. She was nice enough to listen to us because a lot of times we're such a different concept that people, I think, just almost don't believe it. Right. <laughs> so we launched a campaign and ran it for two days and you know donated money. And the really cool thing about that was that uh, it was such a gorgeous dog and everyone just loved this, you know, the story and just wanted so much for uh, the dog's name was Hippo. Just wanted them <laughs> to do so well that we actually had a, a couple employees just be like, okay, I had overtime this check, just give it to Hippo. <laughs> That's so awesome. So, so it was really cool. And, and like I said, for that example it's obviously not an organization or a nonprofit. that's okay. really not uh, we're more focused on just impact rather than organizational Sh- stuff sure and that's, and that's interesting i think that's i think it's kind of unique i mean the whole concept is unique and it's exciting you know like in your case where it's completely uh, with the exception of i think i read the sale of merchandise you possibly take a percentage of of that if it's we're obviously crowd funding or you know we have a kickstarter and we really really hope that's uh successful because we want to i get asked all the time like how do i how do i pick the charities and because our dollar amounts aren't very high it's not uh, a huge issue but i think as we get the word out more and more people will start getting excited about this idea and we're going to get better at making games our, our team has a pretty long history of making games but nobody on the team has a long history of marketing games and so i guess i guess what i should say is we'll probably get better at marketing over time and uh the revenues will get higher and then people will start start caring about caring a lot more about which charities we're picking because it's really what the social network is about it's it's twofold one it's so where i don't have to decide you know it's it's the users who are raising that money let them pick where the money goes and then the other thing is that like it's just that much more entertaining and that much more fun Mm -hmm. if you get to interact with the charities or the causes directly yeah absolutely there's there's an agency with that that's that is kind of like in a sense like kind of like a humble bundle you know again i think most people think oh humble bundle they're they're oh they're charitable organizations like well Mm -hmm. they're not they're not actually they Mm -hmm. they actually take a cut of a, a yeah. lot of those those exchanges but yep. they give agency to the consumer to say who they, where they want their money to go and i think that i think that what's in part and aside from them giving you a ton of games for a crazy price is, <laughs> is also kind of attractive to people they think that they're that they're helping i think however i think that you really look at it it's like they're not helping an incredible amount but they are still helping 
sheer by sheer number, right? Raw numbers, right? They help. But if you look on a per transaction basis, you're like, well, my 10% of this order isn't isn't a lot. But I think in regards to you're nailing the point because you know I get the you know I get asked, I also get asked like why why the company name be the swarm and it has exactly uh exa- it's everything to do with exactly what you mm-hmm. are basically bringing up. If we were to follow the single impact of a single user. It's it's almost nothing, you know. You're not making really any impact. However, a large collection of users, it's literally like just like the you know really where the name comes from. It's from the honeybee, you know. A single honeybee literally it goes its entire life and makes like a tablespoon, sort of like less than a tablespoon of honey. They think it's like one twelfth of a tablespoon of honey. And yet, over the course of a year, you know, a single hive can literally make 500 pounds of of honey. And so it's really just about. Uh, you know, a large group of people hopefully getting behind the same concept to try to, you know, individually make a marginal amount of change. But if we all work together, we're able to create this huge effect that no one would have probably ever imagined you would have been able to do. Okay, so you say that you have a group of people who are yeah. making your games and you say that hmm? they have a good history. Do you yep. have any do you have any titles that we might be familiar with? The group that we're working with now, their last video game was uh, called uh, Stickman Trials. Um, it did really, really well on uh, Android devices and is mainly because it was backed up by the Google Play Store as one of the featured apps. And so it was for at least a week there, it was the number one um, racing category game. And so I think they reached over a million downloads. At one point in time, they were turning like 15,000 bucks a day. But, you know, as I mentioned, we're, we're, we're pretty much all developers and graphic designers. And the reason that game uh, did so well is because the developers partnered with uh, another publishing company who pretty much handles that stuff. Sure. And so our, you know, our model isn't, I don't want to split the revenue with the publishing company. <laughs> no, because no, then, <laughs> so, then it waters it down even more. Exactly. It defeats the purpose, right? Yes. That's and so really... we're, we're just going to do our best and try to figure out this uh, publishing marketing thing. <laughs> right, right. Well, I, I think that, I mean, you've, you've got some, some momentum and you're not in a terrible place with your first kickstarter at being you know still what 26 yeah. 28 some odd days out i mean you yep. have a yep. good a good chunk yeah there, i so. think uh based upon historical numbers it looks like we'll have uh, over an 80 percent chance of getting funded yeah. just based upon his uh, you know historical kickstarter statistics so day to day some days you know like yesterday we went the whole day we didn't get a single backer <laughs> and so uh but then today you know we jumped up uh, you know 500 which is which is or over 500 bucks which is great and that's exactly what happens in a kickstarter some days are better than others and i think we have the right product we like to think that you know people can get behind it and support it and they recognize the good that it will do and so we're just hoping uh, that people see that benefit and uh, just back us <laughs> sure was there a particular event or moment that that kind of led you to this point i mean what was the you know what was um, the turning point to say hey on top of being a physicist on top of being a, a husband and a father i think i want to start a game development well, studio exactly yeah so it was it was really it was actually a, com- a combination of things and the initial, you know, when the idea became a seed, you know, it didn't look exactly like this. It really grew over time. You know, the two biggest things are that I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely a thousand percent no, no saint, um, but I used to, you know, maybe volunteer once a month. I'd do tutoring or, or, you know, help out at science fairs or, you know, help out at soup kitchens, you know, not all the time, but occasionally. And I, I just found myself like not doing that stuff. Right. at all but always had my phone when i finally found time again uh it was kind of like what could i do and because the air force has been so amazing to me you know i have a 
professional degree and and I didn't really have to pay for much of it. I looked at other people with my same background in education and it's like they all had hundred, $150,000 loans. And so it was kind of like, you know, me and my wife sat down and had a you know real good discussion about it. And it was, you know, the, the end result of that discussion is we don't have, we really don't have that much to lose here. Worst case scenario, we put ourselves in a situation that most people are at, having a bunch of student loans. Right. <laughs> However, best case scenario, like we created something that people can use and do good things in the world. And, you know, even we've only been out for two months and we've already done that, you know, those type of things. How many campaigns have you seen uh, to fruition and, and would you consider them successful? Um, so, so, so sometimes they come to us with a specific dollar amount and we're not always able to hit that dollar amount. In fact, it's probably about 30% of the campaigns that we hit the dollar amount that we want to. And so since we've launched... We've had about probably a little over 15 campaigns, probably closer to probably about 15 to 20. Um, I don't have the exact number with me, but sure. it's about that that amount. So you said the next game is a uh, is going to be a drag racing game. Yeah, we really wanted to. Uh, it's a, like drag racing, not street drag race, not illegal drag racing, <laughs> but <laughs> don't want to. We're, we're not we're not doing Fast and Furious. Yeah, so not not quite Fast and Furious, but like legal quarter mile track drag racing and so we wanted to create something easy that was multiplayer and so uh that was the you know simple game concept that we that we came up with and so we you know have all these power curves for i think about uh eight different cars and models and then it's all about uh you know timing your start and then timing your shift you know how you shift and and then basically competing against your friends so it's like a 3d model kind of like like a like an asphalt Yep, that's exactly it. Okay, and so cool. you're, like I said, you're racing on some quarter mile track, just trying to get the best time. <laughs> what is it that is attractive about using games? Using games as a as a means for a charitable end. So for really, it's all about just people being able to very easily do good things. And the approach that we've taken that's a little different than really anyone else that I've heard of is that we're actually going through and doing the game development ourselves and then donating that money as opposed to you know like a gaming marathon or something like that sure um the the kind of the kind of the motivation behind it is you know uh candy crush literally made two billion dollars last year right and in, in revenue and i didn't know this until i looked it up but that's that's actually more than gofundme and kickstarter combined that's crazy and so when you know when I did a little research and looked at that I was like oh my gosh like what <laughs> like and so the you know the concept really you know advanced at that point and it became a matter of like if we could figure out you know how to monetize games you know we're not we're never going to monetize as well as a candy crush but if we could ever figure out how to monetize well and market well then we could generate real money and then we could give that money to whoever needed it I think that just that that thought, that mentality, that that model is going to be just very attractive to people because you know I'm uh, I can't wait for the social network to be out. I have you know an alpha version on my phone, and it's like I'm constantly like bouncing back and forth between zombies and like man, I just wish this was this was real today because of just how fun it would be to literally see a cause that you'd want to support, logging on your phone, playing a video game for five minutes, and then being able to help out with it it's just awesome so you're saying so you say social network is this essentially mm-hmm. like, like an in-game hub kind of native to no no so it's no so it's actually it's actually its own be the swarm app 
Okay. And the, the Be This Forum app would effectively be, you know, very similar to like a GoFundMe. So it'd be a stream of GoFundMe, uh, you know, basically campaigns and you just play games and earn points or bees. And then you go and support the campaigns that you want to. The okay. more you play, the more you'll be able to help uh, them fundraise. So you can you can drop your bees similar to likes or hearts yep. on Twitter. Yep. And, and that gives them like an like an like an like an upvote yeah they literally uh they literally have a dollar associated with them a dollar amount oh, okay and so uh it's not guaranteed dollars because if they don't raise past a certain threshold then we, we're not gonna you know we don't want to be sending checks of 35 cents to people right and so uh there's right. a certain minimum threshold that they have to break but the bees all have a, a dollar amount associated with them and if they break a certain dollar amount then we just start sending them checks wow that's great are you a gamer yourself do you play games yeah or? yeah yeah no i uh i play less now than than i used to but uh you know a huge huge blizzard fan okay. uh huge uh, you know everything from nintendo to you know so you know i'm you know i'm 30 now so um nintendo sega super nintendo nintendo 64 all through up you know some of the uh, later playstations and so i've been gaming for for quite you know quite a while but I, I don't game as much uh now i spend more time making games than i right. do playing games at this point <laughs> right i think that's a sacrifice you make i mean i've talked to, <laughs> yeah. I've talked to enough developers to say that, like, we really don't play anybody else's games it's just yeah. not possible we don't have time well if i do i call it market research <laughs> right you can write it off i'm sure yeah. right <laughs> i think you've really interesting unique concept i think that the ease of access because i think people want to do good i just think that it feels hard it sometimes it seems like it's too hard to do good yeah like you have to go out of your way if we can get if we can squeak out some some charity from that then why not i think that's yes. a great idea yes i mean the it's important to say that you know nothing will nothing will ever be potentially as good as actual of volunteerism mm -hmm. and uh, you know volunteering at the soup kitchen you know playing our game for 10 minutes isn't the same as, as doing not. something like that <laughs> That's <true>. however <laughs> um we do provide it more you know a, it's more convenient so the probability that you do it will be higher right and so that's that's really the the motivation here it's not to replace or substitute anything it's to uh, supplement and you know in addition to and and to basically get people more uh, involved in with their communities and these charities find out more about them and as they find out more about them maybe actually just start you know backing them on your you know your own private dime because you came across sure. this charity that you just fell in love with motivating others through charitable action through gaming is relatively new but it's exciting and fresh rob mentioned that Passive participation through playing a game will never replace volunteerism, and I agree with that. But it does open a door for the potential to get involved. Each bee has a place in the swarm, and together they can do great things. If you want to know more about Be the Swarm, just search Be the Swarm to go to beetheswarm.com. Thanks, Rob, and thanks everyone else for listening. Until next time. If you want to know more about charity through gaming, visit BigHeartedGamers.com.